Welcome into the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. And across from me, as always, is Jordan Sherwood. You can follow him on Twitter at Wood on ESPN 1000. We break down all things in the UFC and MMA. We'll talk some Bellator next week and just get you set for everything coming up this summer. We got a UFC fight night coming up this weekend with a very good main event. But in doing my research for this uh, card, Jordan, you know, like I go to various uh, websites and stuff to get preview information and like records and all that, that kind of stuff, all that good stuff, right, that goes into us previewing uh, these UFC events. And one of them is uh, UFC's very own website, UFC.com, and they have a good preview uh, of these fights every single week. And basically, they were like, well... This one is not that great. They basically compared all of these fights as leading up to UFC 292 at the end of the summer and like how great that one's going to be. And this is like they compared this fight card for this UFC fight night to when you go to like a nice event and they've got past appetizers and like you get one out of every three because you're just like, eh, not, yeah. This is, this is one of those proverbial examples of the UFC booking too many fights or booking, uh, having too many fighters and also running the risk of, of having situations like fights that you want to see, like Brendan Allen versus Jack Hermanson was supposed to be the main event of this fight card. That fight got scrapped. Uh, Mara Buena Silva was supposed to fight on this card against uh, Holly Holm, or excuse me, against Misha Tate. That got scrapped. So, like, it's a situation that happens that, you know, you, you lose these fights and then you're forced to, to headline a fight with Kaikar France against Amir Albazi, which will be an entertaining fight. It's a flyweight fight. So, those are always exciting. But outside of that, there's really not much to write home about. I like Bruce Leroy, but Bruce Leroy really shouldn't be in the main event opposite of Daniel Pineda. Uh, I love Jim Miller. You love you. You some some Jared Gordon. Mm-hmm. That's a good fight. But that fight was scrapped together kind of last minute because Ludwig Klein had to pull out of his fight against Jim Miller. So, I, I mean, I guess the value proposition is that we just try to find you the bets to, to, to make profit on. That's the goal not necessarily to get you to sit down and watch all 12 fights and, and make you love the UFC or as you would say the MMA and wow. uh it's yeah wow. I had to go there right off the bat but it's like that it is like that I love you um here's the thing this is the type of fight card that typically when I go out on a Saturday night if Jess and I have plans and we're out to dinner like all of our friends and family know that like I'm gonna have my phone out and it's gonna be streaming live the video content, I'm going to be watching ESPN+. Plus. I'm going to be watching the UFC. I'm going to be in the conversation, and then I'm not because I'm going to be watching the fights. I have plans on Saturday night. We're going out with actually a teammate of ours, Stuart Lane. He's on the, he's on the sales side of things. I'm not, bringing my, I'm, not, I'm not even going to bring my phone. Like, I don't even need to know like, what's going on with this fight card because it's that bad. Yeah, but there's always money-making opportunities, so let's try to find some of those four people here in this UFC uh, fight night. We'll start with uh, two fighters that you just mentioned because, look, like we said, it's not a great card, so we're not going to go through every single fight. We're not going to waste your time with that. We're only going to talk about the good fights on this UFC fight night card. So we are going to start with Jim Miller and Jared Flash Gordon. Now, Jared Gordon fought literally a month ago. Like, it was the end of April. Uh, he They had to end that fight early uh, against Bobby Green because they hit each other. They hit heads. They butted heads, essentially, accidentally. And that ended the fight. Um, but now you've got 39-year-old Jim Miller coming in. Uh, he is plus 155 on the money line. And Jared Gordon, the minus 200 favorite. He was a pretty... 
heavy underdog, if I remember correctly, against Bobby Green. But now he is a heavy favorite in this first of the good fights on this card here for this UFC fight night. Yeah, there's a lot of scary things about this fight, particularly as it relates to, to Jared Gordon, because it wasn't just a clash of heads, because typically when you have a clash of heads, it leads to a cut. It leads to a stoppage. Doctors coming in, stopping the fight because... The, the clashing of the heads usually leads to that, but the, the clashing of the heads against Bobby Green wasn't caught by the official, and then Jared Gordon kind of slumps down, and then he gets finished, and he gets finished bad mm-hmm. by Bobby Green. So you're talking about a guy that was knocked out, a guy that was probably concussed, yep. making this quick turnaround. So that's a, a first thing that you just initially of any fighter in that type of situation coming off of a knockout or a way that the fight ended is certainly levels of concern. Now, you can argue against that that Jim Miller is not a powerful puncher. Jim Miller is a finisher. He's been doing it forever. But most of his finishes come in the variety of his Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. The guy is an outstanding Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner. He's been submitting guys forever in the UFC. And he's also optimistically trying to accomplish something that we'll never, ever see, I think, accomplished again in the UFC modern era. And that's a guy that's going to compete on the numerically uh, favorable cards. He was on UFC 100. He competed at UFC 200. And he is at 41 years of age, or excuse me, 39 years of age, trying to get to UFC 300. And I believe he will accomplish that. Mm-hmm. But what we know about Jim Miller is now in his age uh, and, and the, the, the wear on the tires is he does get taken down. He can get controlled by wrestlers. So that's why I do believe heading into this fight, Jared Golden opened up as a two to one favorite. It's slightly come down a bit, about dollar seventy five that Jared Gordon can have right now, believing that that's how he's going to control the fight. He's going to be able to, you know, weather the power of Jim Miller early in that first round and just control him, grind him out, and avoid those uh, those submissions that Jim Miller's going to try to attempt. But I think there's too much risk there. I just don't like Jared Gordon with that quick turnaround. Jim Miller still is a finisher. He's a grinder kind of in that similar elk as well. So... I, I I like Jim Miller, but I don't. I, I need oh, I need I need more value on Jim Miller. Okay, I need more value on Jim Miller, and I I, I don't think there's a, there's a there's a certainly a prop on the total that that makes a lot of sense because I could see Jim Miller getting something yeah. nasty hooked into Jared Gordon, or I could see Jared Gordon just grinding out a three round kind of decision. So it's almost as if it's a stay away fight for me, unless the public money continues to maybe pour in or some sharp money comes in on Jared Gordon and balloons that Jim Miller price up because I have seen him cash before as an underdog, and and it's been certainly profitable. Uh, Although, if you recall, sorry, I'm very long-winded today. Uh, We had Jim Miller in the fight against Alex Hernandez, Mm -hmm. but that was almost a fade on Alex Hernandez the last time out, and Alex Hernandez looked brilliant. He was able to keep his composure for three rounds, not gas himself out, which is another... Uh, advantage that Jim Miller typically has against fighters. He won't against Jared Gordon. So that's why I think got to wait on Jim Miller. If he balloons up a little bit more, he's worth the play. If not, probably stay away. And if you look at method of victory for this fight, you know, obviously Jared Gordon, like you mentioned, weathering the storm, lasting all three rounds. That's where Vegas believes this will end up, where Jared Gordon by decision is plus 120. Uh, Jared Gordon by knockout is plus 330. And then Jim Miller to win by knockout, by submission, and by decision this is weird. They're all five to one. All of them are plus five hundred. I mean, he 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 favors all kind of three, uh, but I think I'm surprised that you can't get maybe a little bit more value on the decision because Jared J- Jim Miller is a guy that like snaps arms and, and grabs mm-hmm. necks and and occasionally knocks a guy out. So um, 
it's again, there's not even value on the props there for sure. I think confidently, if you ask me, how's the fight going to end? Jared Gordon's going to win this via decision, but there's too much risk. The juice is not worth the squeeze on a guy making that quick of a turnaround and that brutal fishing, uh, finishing of a knockout uh, where he was lights were up, eyes were you know gazed into the stars. He had no idea what was going on because of an accidental clash of heads. Our next fight is the co-main event: Alex Caceres against Daniel Pineda. Daniel Pineda plus one fifty. Alex Caceres minus one ninety. Caceres coming in off of a first round stoppage win over Julian Arosa, uh, having won six of his last seven fights. And then what can you say about Daniel Pineda is that this one is probably not going to go to the judges' scorecard. He has, tw- if he wins, he has plus 150. But if Daniel Pineda wins, he has 28 wins and 28 finishes. Yeah. So if, it, if, Daniel, if you believe Daniel Pineda is going to win this fight, he's probably not going to go to the judges' scorecard if he does. Yeah, and and I think he's going to have an excellent chance to to do it. I think that there's a lot more value coming in, or a lot more uh, money coming in on Alex Caceres by how he looked against Julian Arosa. I mean, he had a beautiful head kick knockout of Julian Arosa. Uh, you know, he's a very long fighter, very active fighter, has very good uh, volume striking. Obviously, has that finishing ability. And Daniel Pineda's been finished before. It's three times he's been knocked out. Six times, you know, he's been submitted. Um, but a guy that kind of like you know reinvented himself and his on this uh, you know second run kind of a, at the higher level of mixed martial arts outside of Bellator outside of PFL and he's looked very good in, in the UFC. His last performance was an outstanding finish of Tucker Lutz. Uh, we didn't have that. We had we were on the other side. We were also on the other side of Alex Caceres' last fight. We were on Julian Arosa. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, I think that like again Caceres isn't really a finisher, and Daniel Pineda uh, has struggled with guys with with power that are going to prevent him from his forward motion, the ability to maybe take this fight to the ground and look for a submission. Uh, Alex Caceres has shown to be vulnerable of of, of being taken down, being controlled, and at times being submitted. So uh, dogs are barking in this one. If I'm going to make a play with Daniel Pineda, I think he's streaking a little bit. I think there's a little bit recency bias in Alex Caceres being a favorite. I think this fight probably should be closer to a pick So for me, I think the value is in Daniel Pineda. And obviously, if you need to add a little bit more value to that, then you're going to look at Pineda via submission, which is uh, primarily how he gets wins. 19 of his 28 wins have come via submission. So if you're looking at that extra value, Pineda by submission is plus 350. Pineda by decision is plus 600. And then Pineda by knockout is plus 700. If you're looking for value uh, on the Caceres side, because you don't agree with us, a Caceres at a minus uh, 190 or 180 favorite here. Caceres to win by decision is plus 215. To win by knockout is plus 250. And then to win by submission is plus 450. But we're going with the underdog here straight up as uh, Daniel Pineda at plus 150. But then if you want to sprinkle by submission, like you mentioned, plus 350 is not bad value for a little couple dollar sprinkle. Yeah, and we've seen Alex Caceres get submitted before, and this is, you know, probably Pineda's not going to want to mess around too much uh, on the ground. He's going to come with that forward pressure. It is at the apex, so it is a smaller cage. There's not going to be a lot of opportunity for movement uh, in Alex Caceres' side. So, yeah, I would I would lend credibility to, to adding a little bit more value to that. But, like, quite frankly, it's not, it's not a 
huge confidence play. I don't know if this is going to be actually one of the ones I officially will release mm-hmm. with Fat Jack at FatJackSports.com uh, because Alex Caceres looked great his last time out. Daniel Pineda has had a couple of hiccups at, at, at times, uh, but I, I still think values in Pineda, at least here recording this uh, podcast on a Wednesday. Our main event is a virtual pick'em. It is literally a pick'em, as you mentioned for the last fight, how it should be. This one is our main event, Kaikar France against Amir Albazi. This is a pick'em. Both fighters at minus 110. Car France has has not fought since last summer uh, when he lost to Brandon Moreno. He got that body kick that uh, ended his three-fight winning streak. And then Albazi uh, is undefeated inside the octagon. He's 4-0. He's 29 years old. He's got finishes and three of those four wins. But this is a huge step up in competition for him in this main event. One, it's a main event. It's his first main event. Second of all, this is a huge step up in competition for him in his other four fights, even though he has gotten stoppage wins in both of in all three of four of those uh, of his wins have been by stoppage. So this one could end uh, quickly. It is five rounds because it is a main event, but uh, this is as much of a coin flip as you can get here in the UFC. Yeah, it, it is a coin flip, and, and as it should be. Look, I understand. You know, you're talking about Francisco Figueredo. You're talking about Malcolm Gordon, uh, Zagazumagulov as as opponents for Amir Albazi. But look, this is a guy that was supposed to fight Alex Perez. That fight got scrapped. Uh, who's matched up with a Brandon Royval? That fight got scrapped. Odie Osborne. That fight got scrapped. Tim Elliott. That fight got scrapped. Like he's supposed to fight better fi- fighters. He yeah. just he just couldn't fight them. He couldn't get a fight booked. He had travel issues as well. So Amir Albazi basically is extremely talented, and he is held in a very high regard. Uh, by the UFC and by the UFC matchmakers. And look, I'm, you know, happy that the flyweights are getting some shine, happy that the flyweights are getting an opportunity. Obviously, we've got a tremendous flyweight championship bout taking place between Brandon Moreno and Alexander Pantoja later on this summer. So the flyweight division is going to get a little bit of a shakeup here uh, with the new champion, with, you know, Devison Figueroa. don't know what he's doing, but, you know, I, I don't think he's in the title mix anytime soon. And Kaikara France wants to get up there. What's his knee movement going to be? What's that knee injury going to do for Kaikara France? Because the guy's got tremendous power and he's got tremendous footwork, tremendous speed and tremendous capabilities. His struggles are with when he gets taken down and when he gets into a little bit of a grappling match. He was successful against Oscar Oscarov because he he was first to the strike. He was first to the hit. Uh, Oscarov couldn't get his wrestling game going. Brandon Moreno did, and Brandon Moreno was successful, and we know how talented Brandon Moreno was. Uh, I always go back to the Hosurio Bordoran fight that uh, Kai Car friends ended up knocking him out in the first round with about five seconds left in that first round. But if you go back and look at that fight, Bordoran took him down and, and, and had a rear naked choke locked in. Done. And I don't know how Kai Kara France you know, was able to miraculously get out of that, not get submitted, and then he knocked him out. I just think that this is a bad matchup for Kai Kara France to come back to, believing that the injury is not, you know, the knee injury is not something to, 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 to shy away from and ignore. And Amir Obazi is extremely talented. So I like Obazi just straight up on the money line. Okay. I think his grappling acumen, his evolvement in striking, and the fact of just the high regard that he's been given, you're right. I mean, the names that he's, he's, he's fought to get to a fight with Kai Car France, who's one of the best flyweights in the world, uh, are, are guys that aren't in the UFC or guys that are not known uh, for being in the top ten of this division. So there's a lot of belief in this guy, and, and it's a virtual pick So there's that also speaks to it. I mean, Kai Car Friends is the is the notable name. 
Yeah. He, you know, he comes from that camp of Israel Adesanya and Alexander Volkanovsky. Like, mm-hmm. he trains with those animals. Um, so, I do believe Albazi, on the money line, straight up value. All right. And then if we're looking at method of victory here, Vegas believes that this will go the distance. Kaikar France will win by decision at, my, at plus 175. And then you get uh, Albazi by decision at plus 275. Uh, or, sorry, by submission at plus 275, and then Albazi by decision at plus 380, and then you've got uh, Kaikar France to win by knockout at plus 450, and after that, it's a little, it's a little up there. Well, here's the thing there, too. I mean, if the, if the, if the longest prop on the board... Wait, it can't be. The longest prop on the board for Kaikar France is, is, is by knockout or submission? By submission is 14 to 1. Okay, 14 That's to why one. I didn't even mention it because okay, so, it's not. So, but, the, but the highest one is Kaikar France via, via knockout, right? Decision. It's... it's is plus 175. Okay, so decision, knockout, submission is yes. the order you're going in. So, yeah. okay, Kaikar yeah. France is a guy that knocks people out. He's got power. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's winning a five-round fight, and I also like the over at four and a half. Okay. So I think we're going to the judges' scorecards, and I think Albazi's just going to control him and win the majority of the rounds because of his grappling, because I think he's going to win some of the exchanges on the feet, and he's certainly going to win the grappling exchanges and control Kaikar France on the ground. All right, so if we take that, we've got Albazi on the money line at minus 110. Take the over of four and a half, and then a little spur. We'll call it a lean. Not an official pick, but a lean on Pineda at plus 150, and then a sprinkle uh, on uh, Pineda by submission at plus 350. It is a lighter card, but there is a de- some decent fights on the undercard. Anything there that we should be looking at on the undercard, Jordan? I'm, I'm riding the Andre Orlovsky train. I mean, look, the, the dude, I don't know how. He's the ageist wonder, too. I mean, him, Jim Miller. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're all there. But look, he did get submitted by Marcus Rogerio de Lima uh, the last time that we saw him. But prior to that, it was four wins by those pot shot footwork, hit the outside, in yeah. and out. And, and not get knocked out. And I just don't think Dantel Mays, from uh, a power standpoint, a, a striking standpoint, or a, or a wrestling standpoint, is going gonna, is gonna to be able to do anything. I mean, I, I just look at the guys during this run for Andre Orlovsky. You know, Delima's fighting Derek Lewis next. You know, Tom Aspinall, we know how good that guy is. Mm-hmm. Jazinho Rosenstruck, like, well, he just knocks people out. Uh, he knocked out Orlovsky in 29 seconds. Um the other guys that he beat, are, I think, are similar category of Dante Mays, and that's who Andre Olowski beats. And Andre Olowski is an, an underdog right yeah, now. Yeah, plus, plus 105 plus, right now. Plus so, yeah. money for yeah. uh, the, the former two-time heavyweight champion. All right, that's pretty good. I like the value there, so we'll take that. Anything else in the uh, prelims? There's not a lot else. There's a lot of guys that are you know coming up on short notice. There's guys that are, are making their UFC debuts. I, I guess I'll look at the first fight of the night, uh, Maxim Grishin and, and Felipe Linz. It's a light heavyweight contest. Grisham, slight favored. I think he should be favored. Uh, and I just think that, you know, the power, uh, the footwork also going to uh, cause some problems for Felipe Linz, despite Linz looking great. His last time out, a 49-second knockout of uh, Ovin St. Preux. Grisham has been out for a little bit because of injury and inability to get a fight. But I think Grisham should be favored, and I like him to win the fight. All right. So that is UFC fight night. Albazi, Kaikar France should be a good main event, as well as a couple of good ones that we talked about with Daniel Pineda and Jared Gordon and Jim Miller as well. So it should be a decent few fights here, but uh, not the best card from UFC, but always money-making opportunities. And if you want all of Jordan's picks, you can go to FatJackSports.com, sign up for FatJackSports.com, baseball's free, you get Jordan's picks, you get the NBA Finals, you get the Stanley Cup Final, you get all the the NFL coming up, the college football that's coming up here. Listen, I know it's the beginning of June, I know we're recording this on May 31st, 
31st, but football is just around the corner, so make sure you get signed up at FatJackSports.com. You can follow Jordan on Twitter as well at WoodonESPN1000. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. We have a pay-per-view event coming up next week, so we'll actually have a lot more fights to talk about then. So we will preview that UFC pay-per-view coming up next week on the unnamed MMA podcast. Thanks for listening.